Hey, Monica. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic today. Me too. I like a good mindset bit. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick? My name is Monica Crawford. I am the owner of Five O Fierce and Fit, and I help female first responders lose fat, uh, gain strength, and take back their confidence so they are always fit for duty. I love it. I love it. Serving our community. And I am Kimberly Stratman. I'm a certified life coach, certified retirement life coach. And I also serve our first responders in a little bit different way than, um, than Monica does. I help first responders retire, everything but the finances, where you're talking about life, relationships, and health, and when basically what are you going to do with the rest of your life. And I also coach high-performing women to either be very content where they are or to reach the next level. And again, like you mentioned earlier, mindset is what it's all about. I also am a very big believer in process and systems and any process and system that we can put into our life on a daily basis can really lead to change and um, positive outcomes. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about um, intentional or learned optimism. And I have some notes I'm going to go over, and then you're going to throw some information in as we go. And then we're going to turn it over to you to, to go a little bit more in depth on that, because um, this is something that we both um, deeply believe in for our own survival and our own uh, intentional living, and then also for our clients. So this is uh, intentional or learned optimism, and this is not foolish optimism. It's not just, you know, pretending or ignoring the facts. It's not just being positive either. It's actually resiliency and curiosity put into play every day, Resi resiliency and curiosity. And it is the, um, the contrast or the opposite of learned helplessness. So that in of itself can really be telling to somebody that it's 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 go it's goes against uh, intentionally or learning how to be helpless. So I, I do want to stress, though, especially with our clients, especially with the the individuals that will be watching this and listening to this, is that being intentionally optimistic does not mean that you do not see the crap. It doesn't mean that you don't recognize that it's negative or bad things have happened, are happening, or will happen. I mean, heck, just look what we do for a living. We're surrounded by, um, by very bad things that happen, but we can still choose to have an optimistic outlook and, um, and to be intentionally optimistic. We also know that while there is a genetic component to being optimistic, that runs, I, when I do research on this, you hear between 15, 20, 25%, but the rest of it is a muscle. And so we really wanna think about that. And you know, as we know with a muscle, the more you use it, the stronger it gets and the easier it gets to use it. And so the more you practice um, intentional optimism, uh, really the easier it can get for you. We know that individuals who display and utilize intentional optimism have better cardio health. They have better, longer lives. So they're not just living longer sick. They actually have a higher quality of life. They tend to make better decisions and they make healthier decisions. Um, is there anything you want to throw in there on that? Or do you want to just do it all at the end? 
I mean, first thing that comes to mind is just um, the mindset shift of maybe recognizing if you're in that learned helplessness stage. Um, because even though I wouldn't say I've identified with that like 100% in my life, but I can think of a time where I was struggling and I had more of like that victim mindset. Um, Cause that's what that makes me think of, of like the learned helplessness, the victim mindset type of thing. Um, so it's easy for me to identify like at least one time in my life where um, I maybe was teetering on that line of, of going into at least the somewhat of the victim mindset or learned helplessness, or maybe just not um, realizing what I could take responsibility for and how I could work to improve that within, within myself and not relying on like external factors to change in order for, for me to be happy. Um, because I think that's the one thing, like the rut that people get into is like, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. Um, and it's almost always like the external thing um, and it even comes with talk, like, I mean, my clients, we talk about goals of I'll be happy when I'm 20 pounds lighter. Well, that's great. You're achieving something, um, but your happiness shouldn't be just, ba shouldn't be based on an outcome. Like your happiness, you can control and, and change now. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I'm going to skip over a couple of things that I was going to list and go right to, um, what you can do to increase your intentional optimism or to like practice that muscle. And that is focus on what's going well, focus on what's going well. That does not mean that there isn't still bad shit happening. It just means you're focusing on what's going well and practice gratitude. So like you said, you know, yes, you're going to be happy when you're 20 pounds lighter, but what about being happy that you have the ability to work out, that you have the time to work out, that you're able to get the energy to work out, you know, um, things along those lines, uh, learn from the past. So you, just in what you said right there, that you were able to look into your previous life, you know, living and see something that didn't work well for you. And you're able to recognize that and pivot or make changes. You also, you expect good things. That is so important, expect good things. And I think that you're gonna cover some things on that um, when, a little bit later. And then discover what brings you hope or gives you joy. And that not necessarily just in the future, not like I'm doing this so that I can be happy later. I'm doing this because of, you know, it's how I'm gonna feel tomorrow. But right now, today, discover what brings you hope right now. And if you, if all of that is still a little fuzzy for you, you can ask yourself, why am I disappointed? What, what, why am I disappointed? And then look backwards on that and see where you had the opportunity for an optimistic approach or um, a way that you could have done it a little bit differently with a different mindset. As a coach, as a, as a life coach, I'm huge on if somebody says they don't like the results, they need to look at their actions and their, um, their th the thoughts cause your emotions or your feelings, which then cause your actions, which then cause your results. So if you're not liking the results, then you need to look at one of those above that. And so if you can have an optimistic thought, you are mo mo more likely to have a positive emotion or feeling, which is most likely going to lead to an effective action which is going to lead to the result that you want. So like, I'm all up in this kind of stuff, right? I mean, this is the stuff that can really um, change your life. So um, one other thing on this is 
this is the language of winners. So optimism is a language of winners. And I think we all want to be winners. And if we don't feel like we're ready to be a winner, we don't want to be a loser, right? So there's people who kind of struggle with actually calling themselves, you know, um, a winner, but we need them to acknowledge that they're not a loser. And the optimism can bring them closer over on the winner side of that. Um, another tool that's kind of easy um, to actually use once you understand it, and that is when something negative is happening, something hard is happening, oftentimes we make it personal um, and we make it permanent and um, that it's pervasive. It's in all of our life, like something bad happens and it's like, well, this happened to me because I'm me and it's all this, how my life is always going to be and it's my whole entire life instead of realizing that was a very bad situation, that guy was a ding dong, right? And it's just happening right now. And it's only this one event, it's, it's here at work, it's not my marriage, it's not my friendships, it's not my health, it's just you know that one space. And that helps a lot also to really look at what's happening and be, be very honest, because remember, it could suck, right? There's, there's things that are bad but then approach it with optimism. Make sure that the thoughts that you're telling yourself, you're, you're doing it um, optimistically. Um, I would love to hear how this is, how you use this for your clients, with your clients and the how you use it as a tool for them. Yeah, so the, the mindset coaching is the one thing I enjoy most. And I think that's cool about what we do because a lot of times it just takes introducing a different perspective to somebody to someone for like that light bulb to go off because usually it's not something that they've ever thought about in that way or considered before um, and that's the cool thing for me is to see usually at some point within my six-month coaching programs you see a flip like a switch flip and all of a sudden their attitude changes and just like their whole like demeanor changes within the program. And that's so cool that they're just like, all of a sudden it clicks and they're dialed in. They're like, let's go, this is working. This is awesome, I'm so excited. So it takes some time and it doesn't happen overnight. Um, but there were a couple takeaways. I was taking notes as you were you were talking. Um, I like the idea of, of focusing on what's going well um, because that's what I like to do anytime I do a video check-in with someone I have them answer what's like that's the first thing what's a win for the week um, what's going well um, the second question is what's something you're struggling with because um, there's always something you can improve or work on and that's what I like to dive in on I'm going to celebrate your win with you but I'm going to help you to keep working through whatever you're struggling with because this is an ongoing process um, and then I usually ask what they're enjoying about the program if there's anything else I can do better to help benefit them um, so it, it's great to celebrate the wins, to, to highlight first what's going well, um, because it's really easy, especially if you're in your personal, like improvement process of any sort to get down and frustrated on ourselves. Um, especially first responders, like women, female first responders, we're super hard on ourselves all the time and I'm guilty of it too. Um, and even when you get into the world of weight loss, they're like, well, the scale went up two pounds and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I understand how that's frustrating. Um, but let's pull back the lens and take a bigger picture look at that um, and then of course we can dive in on to maybe why um, they're they're struggling that week or what's affecting the scale um, but I think it's important to look at both of those of, of what's going great um, I still want to be better where, where can I improve um, and then we we work through the sh perspective shifts on both of those things um, the other thing I've been focusing on and posting a lot about is um, finding your hobbies because that's what gives you joy 
um, because that's what makes you who you are. Um, I made a post about this week that first responders get into the, the rabbit hole of it becomes their identity, especially as a new rookie on the street. Like it's like I, my sole existence is to be a police officer and God bless. I, I've seen it this week with just stories that I've heard of, of new rookie cops having issues with like a loved one being in the hospital and they like didn't want to leave work. And we're like, no, 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 you go be husband first. This will be here when you get back. Um, so it, it's like trying to get people to remember that like the, the police officer, the fireman, the EMS personnel, like that is not your sole existence. That is a part of who you are. It's what you do. It's not your sole identity. Um, and some people, it's really easy to get into that, that rigmarole. Maybe things aren't great at work. Maybe the environment's not the greatest. Um, maybe you're living to work. You're going to sleep. You're getting up. You're going to work. You're going home. You're going back to bed. Um, so people get into that rut of like, well, I'm giving up the rest of myself and my life for this one job. So this is all of a sudden my sole existence. Um, so I like to try to help put that balance back in of what's something you enjoy? What's a hobby you enjoy? Um, a lot of people that I've been coaching, I love focusing on that. Um, because like, for instance, one person said like, I used to mountain bike all the time, but now that I'm a little heavier, I don't enjoy it anymore. It's miserable to go out and mountain bike because I'm just out of shape. So that's one of the goals of get you fit enough to get you back on the bike. Um, has nothing to do with law enforcement, has nothing to do with, with any career thing related. It's let's get you back to the hobbies you enjoy because that's gonna be your coping mechanism for the job that you're doing. So getting back and doing what gives you joy outside of work, um, I think is a great way to help keep that optimism there because it's getting your head out of the negative side of things too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, so much, so much value to what what you just said. I love it. And you know, for first responders, it, I think it's just okay. So we have had a lot of suicides recently down here. Um, well, I'm not in Dallas. I'm in Colorado right now uh, at our house in Colorado. But the Dallas Police Department has had several suicides and family members of officers committing suicide. And I am not saying that um, intentional optimism is going to stop suicide. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that, but I'm going, I'm going to say that we could have better lives with intentional optimism. And that is what we, our goal is to have better lives as first responders, because we know that there is so much negative tied in with our careers. And it follows us, you know, since I'm retired, it follows you into retirement. And I can look back at things that happened 25 years ago. And I'm like, I wish somebody had told me I could have thought of this differently. I wish somebody would have, you know, just grabbed me, you know, and said, hold on, even with all that negative stuff, there's something good in this. I wish somebody had pointed that out to me. But, you know, back then we really weren't supposed to think that way. If you thought that way, you were foolish, you were fluffy, you know, you were ridiculous, you know, you weren't realistic. And um, I would love to see that changing in, uh, in our culture. I would love that optimism to be celebrated. I would love for um, having the hobbies, having the life outside of the job to be celebrated. I would love it that when we walked into the academy, the very first thing we were told is your life will never be the same and it is now us against them. I wish it would be the opposite of that, you know, 
um, of course, still teaching us how to survive and, and everything and getting us ready to, to, to work the streets. But yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping my goal for like you and I is the women that do listen to us to understand I can still be professional. I can still do my job. I can still be an awesome first responder, but live my life with optimism. Yeah. And, and I think a part of that too, I mean, especially when you talk about suicide, mental health, like it, it they, the whole stigma is not reaching out for help, but the thing of it is, is that you're not, I think it takes somebody or some sort of stimulus to encourage that mindset shift, right? Um, whether, I mean, it could maybe be a book or a podcast or something like that, but it has to, it, you have to have some sort of stimulus, I feel like, to introduce that new perspective into your life. Um, so I say that to say, I, I think it takes either you're surrounding yourself with good media, but it's even more beneficial to surround yourself with other good people that are going to challenge you and some of some of your mindset and, and ways as well. Um, and oh, those may be people that are not even in your career field um, that are right. going to bring that different perspective, because it's it's really hard if your circle is all cops. That's a lot of times you guys are going to think the same way. You're going to share the same experiences. You're all going to gripe and bitch about the same thing day after day. Hopefully there's a positive person in there that can help shift your mindset and say, hey, like, it's not that bad. Let's try this. Um, hopefully you have those positive people there. Um, but I think whether it's a friend, your spouse, I mean, whoever, surround yourself with those people that are going to be positive influences for you, that are going to challenge your mindset, that are going to continue to help you grow, um, whether it's coach or, or whoever. Um, but I really think it takes like that external stimulus to help you to, to if you're in a dark hole, it's definitely going to help you pull yourself out of that dark hole um, and then just continue that, that continual growth too. You know, and there are, um, there are some, remember we said we want to be able to recognize the negative. So it, it, it's funny to me because I'll have people who are always saying to me, oh, Lieutenant, you were always so happy. You were always so positive. You were always so optimistic. You always expected the best. You know, it, I, I loved it. I loved it. And then there's other people that would say, you're clueless, you know, but you're not. I wasn't clueless. I was very well aware of what was going on. I just chose to approach it a certain way because I learned the older I got and the longer I did the job, I learned that I wasn't going to survive if I did not approach it differently. I, I turned to optimism, not even realizing that it was a concept. To me, it's like, I've got to find the good today. I have to find the good today. I, I just can't survive. My children need me to find the good today. And I don't want to be in a marriage that's based on negativity. So we had to find the optimism and approach life that way. So I realized this took a, a, a heavy turn on that, but it is real life. And if we're going to choose optimism, we need to have our feet on the ground and really recognize life and make the choice to be optimistic. Make the choice to believe that our food choices are going to nurture our body. That if I'm doing the workout that you've, you know, picked for me to do, knowing me, and you've told me to do these exercises, I'm going to believe that these exercises are going to help me reach my goal. And because I believe that, I do them. And I do them as often as you tell me to. And I'm prepared for my workout and I'm hydrated and I'm getting the sleep that I need because I believe optimistically, I believe that what 
Coach Monica is telling me to do is going to work. So that's that's optimism in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you said it earlier. I'm not sure if we were recording when you said it, but I like it because I wrote it down. That resilience is a choice. Thank you for saying that if I did not say it on the recording. Resiliency is a choice. Being resilient is a choice. And um, yeah, it's it's something we have to remind ourselves to do also. And, you know, it, resiliency might um, be shifting, you know, might be pivoting. And I, I would invite individuals to um, go to YouTube and search resiliency, search um, intentional optimism. Now, some of it gets a little deep because it's, you know, sciencey and stuff, but there's a lot of real people talking about how they've put this into action in their lives. And there's lots of quotes out there about resiliency. And you know that while these individuals were living a resilient life, they also had to have optimism in it. And you will find that some of the people that that made some of the most remembered quotes, they had really shitty lives. I mean, very bad things happened to them and they still chose to live with optimism. They still, and they left a positive mark on the world. Yep, absolutely. I think that's a, a great way to cap this off. How would you like people to get a hold of you? Um, find me on Facebook, 50 Fierce and Fit Group is where you'll find my community. We just went over a thousand members within the last month. So big win there. Uh, big thank you to my community there. Um, but there's a thousand female first responders and there's some guys too. Um, we, we've been sharing a lot of wins, um, cheering each other on. There's even people who are just following along in the group, learning from the group that aren't receiving one-on-one -on -one coaching from me that are making progress, that are sharing their progress, which is exciting. Um, that my message is getting out and it's helping people to improve their lives however they want to use it, whether it's just through um, the group and the community and the content I put in there or it's what, through one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Um, I do offer those programs. So if you're looking for a little bit more help in reaching your goals, you're tired of spinning your wheels and you want to be fit for duty and, and always feel confident, um, that's a great way to do it. And I'm always here to uh, be a good resource for you either way. Love it. And then when they join your Facebook page, page or group it's a group okay when they join your group they can then also start getting your emails is that correct yes um there is a post that's pinned at the top of the page um you might have to tab over a couple um i'm not sure where it's at up there but it's at the top of the page you can click on that um and get into my email list um i do throw out some extra content in there that's not posted within the group sometimes i repurpose it um but there's a little bit extra in there um, just resources and stuff to come to your inbox versus trying to dig through Facebook because sometimes we don't always get those notifications. So you might miss things. Um, so the email is a great way to guarantee that you're you're getting everything that I'm yeah. sending out. Good info. And I love getting your emails. Really good information on that. I know you put a lot of time and effort into it. So thank you for that. Um, and to get a hold of me, uh, there's the Bold and Brave Women on Facebook. It's a group, a public group. And I will put my email... Um, address in the notes on this. And also, if you could like and subscribe to the channels that you see or the pages that you see this video on, Monica and I are committed to serving individuals that want to be served. 
and we're ready when you're ready. So even if you're just following along for a little bit, but really aren't ready to get into that uh, a physical fitness and nutrition or life coaching relationship, we're still here for you. Still Absolutely. here for you. So thank you so much, Monica. So much information. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you.